As a small business owner, you're reimagining the way you work. From rethinking your bandwidth to reassessing your voice solutions, you're changing the way you do business. And at Cox Business, so are we. Our flexible internet and voice packages give you the solutions you need to get back to business. Rethink, reconnect, reimagine. Get 50 megs of internet and IPC select for only $69 per month for six months. No annual contract required. Ends 9-30-20. Restrictions apply. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business general terms. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. And like our last few episodes, this episode is brought to you by Challenge Throwdown for the Cause. And that's coming to you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on February 24th. And if you want to hang out with D, if you want to hang out with Hunter, if you want to hang out with Jenna, if you want to hang out with Corey, I mean, Corey's going to have possibly a lot of free time on his hands if he doesn't come out of Vendetta's on top tomorrow. So if you want to say hi to him, send your condolences. Go to Philadelphia, February 24th. It's challengethrowdown.com, and you know what they're doing. They're raising a lot of money for Medgift that's furthering that legacy of Dean Brown. And if you want to show your love for D in more than one way, get the ticket, obviously, but also cop the Team Derek t-shirt because they're making Team Johnny Bananas t-shirts, but come on. You're listening to Challenge Mania. You're obviously Team D. Pick up a shirt. I know if you're rocking one of the shirts, he'll give you a Challenge Mania sticker. If you show him you're a subscriber, he'll show you a sticker too. And look, we got so many fans out there on Twitter who are messaging us, how can we get a sticker? How can we get a sticker? And I tell them, hey, the only way is to go to Philly, Challenge Throwdown for the Cause, and CD, show him you're a subscriber, cop a Team Derek t-shirt. It's all for a really good cause. And there's some really cool people there. I think Brad's going to be there too, right? I mean, it's going to be a really fun time in Philly. You get to hang out with the people you watch on TV every week. But if you can't make it to Philly, you know where to get D every week. It's on Challenge Mania. So without further ado, you wanted to know how we were going to top our huge episode with TJ Lavin. And man, do we have a great guest for you today. But before we get to him, I got to bring on my man D. He was the runner-up on the Dirty 30, but he's first place in our minds, in our ears, and in our hearts. And who knows, maybe he's first place in Vendettas too. Mr. Leonardo Decathlon, you didn't come for me. You came for D. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? God, I don't, I don't know how I, could, uh, how I could counter your introduction there. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, as always, really excited for you guys to, to hear what we have in store um, today, tonight, wherever you're at right now. It's uh, number one, your current number one versus number two um, in, uh, in current challenges in the challenge, the challenge, the sport of the challenge, the challenge, the sport, whatever we want to call it. Um, it's something, and we still haven't dissected it as a sport yet, but you know what I'm talking about if you watch the shows. So, um, you know, we've got Jordan here. Yeah, he beat me pretty good. Um, on this, uh, on that dirty 30 final, um, we're here to, t- to, to, to fill in the gaps on what happened there, what's been going on in his life and his, uh, in his journey of, um, you know, starting off on the shows and how he got to the 450 and everything in between. I mean, I'm talking about hurricane Naya, his hand, uh, the Jordan versus Johnny, Johnny drama. I got a lot of questions about that. Um, and of course falling out of an airplane and, surviving the airplane crash and then literally beating me to get to that $450,000. We're going to tell you how. 
Here it comes. Shouts to everyone who came with the heat, with the questions. You guys had some great questions for Jordan on Twitter. You know how to get us the questions. It's at DerekMTV, at Shot of Jaeger. Jordan is at JordanW underscore USA. But if you want to follow his brand, his awesome brand of not just bikes but jackets as well, it's at StrappedMFG on Instagram because they're a brand. They got some cool photos. That's where you can find them. You can hashtag StrappedMFG. We get to that as well on the podcast. But let's get us a slow clap to our listeners, D, real quick for the, the turnout for that TJ Lavin episode. You guys asked for TJ. We brought you guys TJ. And you guys came out in droves. I know I use that term a lot. You came out in droves with the questions beforehand, gave us some great questions, and a lot of love for TJ during the aftermath of the episode, letting him know that you loved it, letting us know that you loved it, really spreading the love. I mean, sh- I mean, it's our most popular episode ever, and for good reason. TJ is the face of the challenge. And that was an amazing episode, and we wanted to know how to, if it was even possible to top it, to try to top it. And we thought, hey, why don't we go to the top of the rankings? Why don't we go to the guy who has the most immediate history with UD? I mean, you and him battling for first and second, gold and silver on the dirty 30. So we thought Jordan's a guy, a lot of people, he's a polarizing figure. Some people like him, some people don't like him, but you got to respect him. He's a force of nature, and you'll hear about what he's done on the challenge since the challenge with his winnings, but also what he's been doing on his own in addition to that with his acting career and the company he started and everything like that. So a lot of people wanted to hear from Jordan. We put together a great, long, lengthy interview. We've heard you guys. We know you want these episodes to be more and longer and more frequent and every hour. And you want them on your commute. You want them on when you fall asleep. We know you love the show. So thank you guys so much. Continue to show the love in three ways. Subscribe, rate, review. Grab your buddy. Make them subscribe, rate, review. Hey, maybe they step out for a bit. They go to the bathroom, they go to make a sandwich, grab their phone, subscribe, rate, review. It's as easy as that. And guess what? Just because we like you guys, at the end of this show, I know we haven't been doing it lately, at the end of this show, we're going to tell you who our next guest is. All right? But let's get to Jordan. Yeah, and if you guys, guys, don't don't be mad at us if we didn't get to your Twitter question. There's a lot of stuff here, and Jordan's going to come back. So I saw your questions. There's a lot of good ones, and we gotta, we need a, a Jordan versus Derek part two. <laughs> Get ready for the rematch, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. All right, everybody. You know, I've been, you know, joking around with Derek since we started this podcast. That, you know, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one with the S on his chest, all that good stuff. You know, Mr. 450, we would refer to our guest as, and, you know, Derek being Mr. 35 and all. But we finally have brought in the man the last and only person to stand in Derek's way of holding that Dirty 30 championship up. And we had to get this guy on and bring him on as one of our first guests because he comes up in conversation quite a bit. Mr. Jordan Wisely is with us. What's up, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. That was an amazing intro, by the way. I was sitting here like cheesing. I was like, damn. I was like, they're giving Derek, they're giving Derek a lot of shit right now. I kind of love that. Um, thank you. Great entrance. Great intro, Scott. Yeah, so Scott, maybe maybe after this uh, podcast, we can uh, we can cut it out with the low blows. All right, I got it. Oh no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But maybe as we go along, uh, maybe as we go along with the show, we can find out who, uh, where Mister Second Place ranks, where he ranks, Um, because as of right now, there is a plethora of people with uh, challenge championships. There's a lot of good competitors. And currently, as of right now, you got number one versus number two, or number one and number two in the house. 
So I, I'd like yep. to, I, I'd like to have the pleasure of saying that um, that that in this in this sport in this it, and we could get into that too, Jordan. How can this become a sport? Um, but in today's pod for today's podcast, um, it sounds like the way uh, Scott wants to run this is we want to take a trip down memory lane. We want to hit up Hurricane Nia. We want to hit up what happened with Jordan versus Johnny, and then we want to get into Jordan's eliminations all the Twitter questions and all that and save the big reveal for last and, and to find out what he's been doing with that $450,000. Um, Scott, where do you want to start here, man? Well, first I want to start with the brand new Mazda six that you bought with your $35,000. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll <laughs> <laughs> no. say, bro, it's not the best plug ever. But, uh, yeah, no, as Derek was saying, I mean, look, people want to know about the Dirty 30 and the, the head-up battle between the two of you guys that got down to the wire there and the big reveal. And, obviously, people want to know about the skydiving. They want all that. We got tons of questions with that. But we're going to keep them waiting. That's what we do on Challenge Mania. And, plus, we want to go in chronological order here. So, everybody has a lot of questions of your whole real-world challenge career I like to start off with this question, Jordan. We've been asking people this. I want to know your casting story. I want to know what got you to quote-unquote try out to be on the real world, whether that was sort of your end goal, whether you were using it as a launching pad, and whether the challenge, which you've now had so much success with, was always sort of you know in the back of your mind or if that was something that kind of came along after. Um, man, it was... It was some dumb luck that that I got cast on my real world. Uh, some buddies and I had went to a lake. We came back. We went to this bar, Coaches, um, in, in Bricktown, Oklahoma City. And they had a casting call uh, in there that day. MTV did. You know, and they, it's always like, like from this time to this time. And, and we were like just after this thing and for a little happy hour. And we were, we were getting rowdy. And... And the producers, like, they were still at a table, you know, like, looking over all the packets and everything. And they came over and they're like, hey, uh, you guys seem fun. Um, you know, can we ask you some questions? So they sat down, asked us some questions. Like, hey, you guys are fun. You Fill out these packets uh, and let us take your picture. And, and, and you know, that was it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Um, like hold on. Just, fill, three, just fill out, like, a three-hour packet. You were like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, getting rowdy, drunk as fuck, and let me fill out this three hundred, this three three hour packet. Was it a three hour packet? No, 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 no. It was it was like three or four pages, um, and it it just it asked you know like uh, the type of person you are in a party. Uh, explain, you know, they ask you like uh, what's like the craziest breakup you've ever had, and like explain that. Um, do you have any drum like best friend drama? You know what I mean. They want to know if you're a you're a drinker, and then the producers are there in person, and they can see if you know if we're getting rowdy already just amongst ourselves. Um, basically, they, they want to know that you're the type of person to make dumb decisions on television, and, <laughs> and apparently we fit that description. Um, so we, we you know we all fill out a packet. Uh, my roommate and I. Uh, Blake, we actually both got a call and they asked us to do a phone interview. We both did a phone interview and then I got the call after to do a Skype interview and each time, there's probably you know two or three weeks in between each interview uh, and then they'll call back or email back or something and say, hey, we'd like to do a Skype interview and then after the Skype interview, they ask for uh, uh, to make a little video, right? And these are the, the famous uh, real world videos like how the, how you get on the show, right? It's like a day in the life. Cut a little day in the life of, and my my day in the life 
uh, Derek, I think you can appreciate this a little bit. I had, I, I went to, I was working with my dad at the time, and he owns a, a concrete company a, and construction company. And we were doing a concrete pool that day. We were literally, we were pouring all the concrete and everything. And so I had, was like, we, we filmed me down in there in the pool doing concrete. And then from there, it was like on the boat. I was wakeboarding at the time and, uh, and, and all that jazz. So like then we went on the boat and sent that in. And they're like, all right, cool. You know, come to LA and do a, do a on camera interview. And then at that interview, they said, yeah, we'd like you to be on the show. And then I left, I think, probably like three weeks later and moved to Portland. I, I like this guy. I like, I like, how, I like how, how, how we're doing this. We're going to watch, watch um, Jordan's journey from the beginning <laughs> all we're the gonna, way oh, until, oh, we, until he falls out of an airplane and wins $450,000. I like it. I like it. So after all that, jo- after all that, like, here's a question that I get all the time. I'm sure you hear this all the time. And I know your backstory is even is even more intense. Like um, the families your family brought in, the kids your family, your, your the yep. kids that your that your family fostered. No, it's it's really a beautiful story. Um, the big brother that that Jordan had been to a, a, a lot of kids growing up, a lot of young kids growing up. Um, and then of course uh, I I don't know if it's I know we talked on the phone the other day and you mentioned that your hand is um, is a disability. And maybe we can get into that story. But before before we get into your hand, um, if you could, if this, one question I get all the time is, if what is the best advice you can give to someone that is trying to get on the shows? Because I get that all the time. Man, that's that's the hardest. Like, there's nothing you you know nowadays unless they do a fresh meet, you have to get on. You know, they're they're pulling from other shows. Uh, it used to be. You know, and Scott, you kind of you you kind of asked about this. Was the challenge uh, a thought doing the real world? It wasn't for me, but I know that uh, it is for a lot of people. I know that there are a lot of people that would just go out for the real world, so they had the potential to get on the challenge. Um, and with that being gone, I think uh, you know. And now, are you the one being gone? Um, they're they're just going to be looking at all different MTV shows to pull from. So the only advice we can really give is get you know go on MTV, go on their casting, and get on another show. And that's the you know, and then tell them that you'd like to be on the challenge. That's that's the only one I can think of now. And, and if you don't, and if you don't make dumb decisions when you're drunk, forget about it. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to be not afraid to get out there and. And really, it just be you because we all make mistakes. And 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 I'll tell you this: we film for you know, in between two and four months, depending on the show. Uh, you're drinking most days a week. You're gonna make mistakes. So as long as you go out there and you're yourself, um, and, and just not be afraid. I think uh, you know, and don't be an asshole. I mean, which I'm an asshole, so that's probably not great advice, but. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, kids kids at home, look, who have a dream to be on one of these shows, all you have to do is be a solid eight and a half. And then from there, <laughs> there's a long list of questions that if you answer precisely correctly and the right amount of crazy, then you're fine. Then you have a shot at this, guys. I mean, it's, it's the American dream. Oh, shit. Um, but, but look, I got to say this because I actually just pulled it up to confirm this because in my mind, I was thinking, man, I feel like Jordan's ro- uh, real world season in Portland was the last real real world season. That's redundant. Real world season that I connected with and that kind of felt like an old school season to me. And I'm right to say that because I'm looking at Wikipedia. And then after that, it was explosion, skeletons, go big or go home. Like, I mean, like these are 
these aren't the same normal format where it was like, hey, guys, work in a pizza place and get into some arguments. And, and, and that season, I think, had a great cast and, and a lot of people that we remember well because of that. You know, what was it like being with those people? What was it like sort of being on the last, what I would consider, real season of the real world? And uh, people want to know um, about your relationship with those people and if they have continued on and some good, some bad. We had a pretty crazy season, and I think, yeah, as far as traditional real worlds go, like, we were up there, like, you know, we had it all. Um, I I loved the idea of the real world going back to what it started as, and that was artists put together in a city, and let's watch them follow their dreams. It wasn't until, like, Vegas and stuff where booze and sex really hit it um, that it turned it into such a... Uh, an, you know, just such a party thing, such a Jersey Shore thing, um, that I always thought that if they went more back to that, that would be so cool. And that, like today, that's kind of what we're we're lacking, right? Something real in that, in like something where we're watching people try and accomplish something. Um, so it sucked to see it go like that after my season, but we had everything. You know, we had the the we had race stuff. We had hookups, relationships, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, the big fights, it was crazy. And, and I'd say this, we're all friends now. And the, the two people that had the, you know, I guess arguably the biggest tiff in the whole, whole thing, my, myself and Naya, um, we stay closer than any two in that cast. Like that's a 100%, uh, to watch that girl do the the complete full circle change and and both of us learn so much from that situation and who we are as people and to be on that stage for the first time um i think both of us had that our whole lives growing up we were big fish in a little pond and then we we got thrown out there and we're immediately little fish in a very big ocean um it humbled us both a lot. That was a huge lesson that I think we both took away. Um, and now I feel very close to, to Naya. She's someone that I think will, will stay near and dear to me, my life and my family for a long time. Um, and I, and I certainly hope that I am with her. I mean, we, we regularly call each other with updates and just life. And I know that when, you know, she just finished, um, going through flight attendant school, but for like luxury private jets and, and all that. And she is a certified chef, fellas. This woman can cook. Um, so with all that, like she just graduated all that, the, you know, the fancy schooling for that. I could not be more proud of her. She is on her way to doing some amazing things. So what a lesson. Yeah, you just answered uh, Glenda's question, who wanted to know how the relationship was with with you and Naya. Uh, I can't imagine. I can only imagine the old Naya that I'm that I'm used to seeing on TV as a flight attendant. And uh, no comment there. But that's awesome to see that like you guys have stayed in touch and have kind of been able to mature and watch each other mature and have such a great appreciation for that because you guys started at such polar opposite ends. You know, especially with the relationship between you two, and then also how you can look back at e- at each other and your your own sort of I, I don't want to call it a performance, but you know behavior on national TV. You know, I want to I want to ask you because. You know, I think when 
you know, you do a show like The Real World, and like you said, your season had a lot of tumultuous type of issues there. You, you know, you had some race stuff, you had some, you know, a lot of anger there, a lot of altercations, stuff like that that we've seen play out on a lot of different seasons of the show. But I want to know, you know, the stuff that you dealt with and the stuff specifically with you and Naya that clearly you two have gotten past. Uh, do you feel that it's hard for the fans to get past that kind of stuff? Because sometimes, you know, we put it out there, hey, we're having so-and-so on the show, and they want to, like, bring up something that you did on your season of Real World and say, oh, I'm not listening to your podcast anymore because you're having them on. And I want to know, like, you know, what is that like being as a person? And, you know, I know just as a normal person, I hate when somebody doesn't let something go or judges something, judging me for something I said to them two years before. But, like, does it feel like this stuff follows you for much longer because of the muscle memory people have with something they watched on TV? Uh, like Five years ago? <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the number one thing. Not only that, it's, it's that people actually believe what they see on television. Like as if we haven't learned by now that what we see on television and internet is not factual. They can cut it and they do whatever they want and, and defamation of character and all that kind of jazz. That's absolutely a thing. And, and it's all based on opinion. Right. And and what a producer or a network, what they think is going to spark the most controversy. And we've known that for years and years and years. And we still in the masses believe what we see on television. So, yeah, audience members and audiences, they remember things and they take them to heart not knowing the true context, how or, or the truth or just the truth period, not knowing anything. And then they hold on to it for a very long time. They and do. then, and then, let me jump on that. Um, and, and on top of that, they don't know the full-fledged story. You know, yes. so they see, they see one. And this is even from me watching it. Even because my next question is still about Hurricane Naya and the time she got kicked off the challenge. Um, and is she banned? You know that. So that that's my next question coming up. But just to finish up. Um, you know, what people see on TV, it is, it is TV and there, there is a full story. And this, this, um, this explosion that you saw on TV that you remembered for five to 10 years. And that's the only thing you remember. You didn't remember like the cool thing I did or the, or, or the, like the, the five or six cool things I did. You just remember that one really stupid fucking thing that I did. And now I'm just that one really stupid fucking thing that I did. I'm still hurricane Naya. You know, I'm the same way. I'm guilty of it too. That's what I remembered. But that's the same reason why we do this podcast is to kind of fill in the gaps from um, what you see on TV and what it is to be us um, in our real lives. You know, so I mean, when was the last time anyone like uh, on this magnitude had heard that you know Jordan and Naya are actually really, really close friends? Like you're just, I don't, I don't know. I don't ask enough questions. Um, but you know, again, this this uh meeting jordan on this challenge was the first time we met but um but yeah just to kind of just to sum all that up i mean uh a lot of the things that people do on these shows they make mistakes yes a lot of times drinking is involved and um when you see us do something stupid like don't be so quick to hate for such a long time especially talking about this on martin luther king well, day you know what? Don't, you, they, i, I hard- kind of hit that I want to kind of hit that there. It's in in the game of reality television. It's it's not a game of, of facts. It's not media, right? It's not journalism. What it, the game is, say it first. And so I'm going to use a, a direct example from Naya. She said, 
um, in one of her interviews uh, on, on The Real World, she said, Jordan called me a blank blank. Uh, I had never said the words, period. And then we go to, but they, they aired them, right? And it, and it, but it aired her saying that. And it never, you know, in, in interviews, we don't get to know what was said in their interview. So I don't know that. So I don't ever get to say, I never said this or that. But we have to go to then an after show. You know, we used to do after shows for, for big episodes. And we go on the after show and Coral, the fierce Coral, is the host. And we bring this topic up and Coral asks her flat out, did he say that? And Naya has to eat her words and say, no, he didn't. And then we went to the videos and no, I didn't and all that kind of stuff. So in that one after show, it got cleared up. But not everybody watches that after show that saw the social media, the, all the little clips that got sent out. Not all those people watched the after show and had to see that. The, the, the retraction doesn't get spread a fraction as far as the actual action, right? And so right there, I'm damaged. I had somebody hit me up not a week ago. I I log on Twitter and I see, yeah, but you still said this. And I'm like, wow, if I were to go out there and argue every single person that didn't watch the after show and watch watch Naya take it back, um, I would be busy for a long, long time trying to justify myself. Or you just have eat that reputation now yeah we just we just hit delete i just i do the same thing i get one negative comment every now and then and that's just like it's gone and uh there's no no need to argue with one person when the masses are realistically not saying any of that right uh derek did you have another question about as you refer to her affectionately hurricane naya (laughs) dude i love that dude i look i don't like i don't know i Obviously, I, I'm sitting back and I hadn't been on TV in a long time or done a challenge in a long time, but I'm sniffing out the competition like I always do. I'm seeing what Jordan's doing with his backflips into the water from like 50 feet in the air off of some ring. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm seeing what Jordan's doing, and I'm also seeing that Hurricane Naya has now entered the challenge, and she's doing pretty good. And I, 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 don't, I don't have like a negative you know, I don't have anything negative to say about her. It's just, I mean, it, it just, that's the name that stuck. So, and the last time I remember seeing her on the challenges was, I don't know if she was your partner or whoever's partner, but I know she got kicked off for doing something that was over the top. I don't know if she called you uh, something and then. No, she, uh, she was, man, she was really mad. She was Leroy's partner. Um, we were down to the final four. This was on X's two. So girl guy partners. It was Sarah Rice, myself, um, Johnny Bananas and Nani, um, Jay and Jenna, and Leroy and Naya. So we are we Sarah and I won. This was the hole where Sarah pulled the she voted for Johnny when we told him that that we wouldn't, all that jazz. And so Naya got really mad. That she she got last, so she was automatically in elimination. Well, so whoever we voted, she assumed that we were going to vote the easier Jay and Jenna in mm. to convince them. But now <laughs> they had to go against Nani and Johnny. And so she was pissed at that. And she was going in on Sarah. Um, she was going in very, very brutal on Sarah. Uh, we had made the location change already. 
they were going to do the final elimination in Norway. So we made the location change from Panama and on location in Norway, Naya is just going in. And finally I had to step in and say, Hey, you need to cool it. Like, you know, this is too much all that. So then Naya turns on me and uh, she comes over and she grabs, uh, she grabs my pee pee and I didn't, I, you know I mean? It like, she didn't hurt me. It wasn't anything like that, but she came over, she grabbed it. And in the context of, she was telling me that I didn't have uh, a penis that I had a, in fact, a vagina and while she grabbed me. So then they, I guess the producers, I, I didn't make the call. They didn't ask me. I didn't say anything about it. They just, you know, TJ came in and said, yo, um, a castmate touched somebody inappropriately, um, and we don't tolerate that. So, Naya, you're going to have to leave. And we were like, whoa. So, you know. Um, but let's, you know, I want to bring up something, you know, that you mentioned uh, earlier, Derek. Uh, you know, and Jordan, that's your your hand. And I, I want to, you know, before I even uh, continue to talk about it, I want to know, like, what, you know, do you, do you refer to it as a disability? Do you refer to it as a, as a situation? What, what do you call the, the issue with your hand, and what is the medical term for it? And It's, uh, I, I honestly, I can't really tell you the medical term for it. There is one. Um, <laughs> I've just never used it. Um, you know, my, and I never wanted to say, man. It's it's very weird to talk about because race and, and all that kind of stuff is such an issue about and I don't ever want to take away from anything, but when we are children, we do not know the power of our words and all we know is what is different. And so whether that's color or you know, hair or you know, whatever it is, hand, leg, uh, you know, braces on their legs, we just know different and and so growing up, I never wanted to call it that because I was always made fun of for my hand in school. So I would try and just call it a hand and ignore it. And I grew up my whole life like that. And now I see, uh, and in the and since being on the real world and the challenge and exposed to a, a platform, really, right? You know, television is a platform. Social media now is a platform. Uh, Referring to it as a disability, is it, it reaches out there more. So in that regard, I've had to learn to, to use, to claim it, you know, and, and not just write it off because I've done, I've, I've went my whole life trying to get everyone else to ignore it, that I, I tried to ignore it as well. And in the past few years, it, it's become more and more obvious that I should just own and more people would benefit from that. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. Um, and yeah, just claim, yeah, I guess it is a disability. Um, I was, I was just born like this. You know, it was just a luck thing. The doctors actually thought I was sucking my thumb when I was in my, in my mother's womb. Uh, and then when I came out, they're like, Oh, nope, just, a, just a little difference, but he's all good other than that. And that's how my parents raised me. You know, they just, my dad, it was just he was you're talking like the ultimate sportsman, you know, wrestler, multi-state champ, wrestler, multi-state champ, football player, like specimen. And uh, he raised us the same way. Like nothing's wrong. Um, you just play. He handed me a baseball glove and, you know, we started playing catch and I started I would put the baseball glove on the ground, throw the ball back, pick it up, put it on. And then I went to putting it under my arm 
and throwing it back. And then it went to, I was, I, you know, I switch it on my hand and it's, and I'm fast, just as fast as anybody, any pop time, you know, out there, uh, football, you know, you just, you just play, you just go and don't make an excuse. And we just never made it an excuse. Um, and that's kind of how I live now. Yeah, I think you've uh, you've surprised a lot of people, you know, on multiple levels. Like I remember, and I think you know this. A lot of this was in the editing, and I, you know, I remember watching the real world season uh, that you were on, and they sort of the the I would call like a reveal of of the the issue with your hand. Like it wasn't like you know most people come on the real world and their first like opening thing is they're walking down the the pier to get the cab to go to the house, and there's a voiceover where you mention you, you would have mentioned uh, the issue with your hand. But uh, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know if you remember how it played out but i think it was like at the end of not even the first episode is when you sort of mention it for the first time right yeah they they put like a little clip in the in the first episode um i was i was starting the grill right because you come into the house and it's all you know got stocked with meats and and everything right so we're we're having a first night cookout and and marlon and i were my or our or castmates of course uh we're at the grill and, and I'm grilling, and Marlon asks me, he's like, bro, like, what, what happened to your hand? And I tell him a story about uh, an alligator g- taking my hand off <laughs> when I was wakeboarding down in Florida. And uh, I let him believe it for a while, dude. And and then I just was like, no, nah, I'm kidding, man. He knows, no, bro, fuck you, man. He, it was so funny. And, you know, I didn't even think about it till now, Scott, but yeah, I, you know, most people would come on there and just be like, oh, you know, I grew up my whole life with this and like, I just own it, you know, and I don't let it define me. And I was like, nah, um, I, I just always made up stories about how I lost my hand. Yeah, it's fun. On the, on the real world, you sort of, I would say to me, you know, we're this great example of, you know, let, you know, you joke about not wanting to pretentiously say not letting it define you, but just sort of by being who you were. Uh, not letting it define you and not letting us define you by it. And then, of course, you make the transition to the challenge, which, you know, the reality stuff's great, but when it bogs down to it, you're going to be gone in two weeks if you can't handle the physical challenges. And you just ran through the way that you would be playing sports and getting thrown through the ringer by your dad and not getting cut any slack, even though you had the, you know, what you now refer to as a disability. Um, And you have one, two challenges. So I got to ask you this. I mean, I think I know the answer here, but, you know, do you feel like you deserve more credit or is that sort of giving too much credit um to the to the disability to say that you do deserve sort of an extra pat on the back for you know be, you know beating these people who have you know uh, you know full use of all their fingers and and it's just it's yeah. a completely different scenario with you and i think to me as an average person that's extremely impressive but i want to know how you process it um i mean you you're exactly right into kind of like separated into two because i process it i you know, it's like, nah, I don't deserve any more credit, you know, but because there, there's all different things like, like, you know, we had to do, it takes so much to get to the final and get through the eliminations and the votings and the, and the winning just right. And, you know, that I don't want to say I deserve more, but then I think back to like make the, the final challenge, uh, of X's two, it was climbing down ropes down the uh, 600 feet in the air, you know, down the side of a building. That was absolutely a disadvantage. A hundred percent fucking sucked. Um, but I won. And, and like, and that one, I'm like, okay, a little credit on that one. Um, but overall it takes a lot to get there. And so 
I think everyone deserves a lot of credit for making it there. It, so much has to happen to make it to a final and then win. All right, I got to jump in on all that. Okay, first first and foremost, like, he doesn't – like, I, I love the way you explain all that because you're so humble and it, this is not a disability. This is a not – it's still not right, a disability. Right. You, I, I see. I see what you're saying. And um, But it, there are times where, yes, three more fingers – will help with grip strength in a grip, whatever you want to call it, elimination or a fucking climbing down a rope or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but hold on. I'm sorry. Did you say you won that one? You yeah. Sarah won one holding onto a rope as long as you can. No, we had to climb. There were five ropes. There were 25 feet each rope. Yeah. I saw uh, that. Yeah. So you had to climb down, then over to the next rope, climb down over to the next rope. And it's how far your partner and you and your partner get together. So we both got down to the bottom of three ropes, and then she fell, so I let it go from there. Leroy was the only person to make it all the way, but Naya fell on the first rope. See, but it, it but see, and like, and, and there needs to be a little bit, like he said, it takes so much to get to one of these finals and then to, and then to win it and to go against these competitors that all have different types of skills and talents and stuff like that, you know, but, um, but just like hearing you talk about your hand, it almost looked, sounded like you didn't know how to actually make it sound like a disability. Um, although you can essentially become an activist or, uh, right. Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm using the wrong terminology, but you can be an activist to all those people, to all those kids out there that do have an ailment in one one way or another that says, you can do it any fucking way. You can yeah. do it. I did it. I did right. it. I'm the fucking $450,000 champion. I did it with this. Okay? And you know what? You know what I had to do? I, to get there, I had to do this, that, 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 that. I had to do all of that to get there i had to beat those motherfuckers i had to beat number two and number three who have won this shit multiple times so you know you can do it and you having the background with the kids and the, and the, the foster kids living with your family growing up and and to maybe go into these hospitals and and and, and to continue giving them you know the the spirit and the courage to continue going despite having some sort of something holding them back. And yes, me and you can, me, me and you can both advocate and say, we've gone through tons of things in life that we've had to say, I can beat that. Fuck that. I can beat him. And, and, but to do it the, the way you've done it, um, I, I have my fingers. Maybe I'm not as tall as everyone, but I, I have, a, you know what I mean? So to see you do it, um, and to, and to, to become an activist, um, uh, for those people, even though you still don't know how to do it yet, I think would be, um, an inspirational move. And I hope, uh, you can find the platform and, and the way to get there, because I think that there's a lot of people that, that, that don't hear your full story, um, that don't see your hand, um, that don't know what you've actually gone through to win these competitions. And, and we're talking about, um, we're talking about a division one, Baseball player, correct me if I'm wrong, who had to do switch the gloves, you know, so he doesn't get shot in the face. You know what I mean? Like he's doing more to be a division one athlete than your average person. I think, I think it's hard to say that to someone that has, that is, that is missing three fingers that has done it all. 
You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to say to not look at you like, like, like I can't as a competitor, I can't look at you like you have a disability. I, I can't do that. And I don't think you'd let me do that. So, no. but on, on another, on another level to inspire people to keep on fighting, to keep on going, despite what they, what, what problems they may have is a whole new world. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, the main goal and the main point is you can do anything you set your mind to. That's that's it. And and so whatever gives me uh, more of a platform, I'll use that. And, and, you know, and whatever gives me a little bit more credibility. And you're you're absolutely right. In saying I didn't know what to call it because I was born with it. This is all I know. I don't know two hands. So this is my normal. So in my head, I'm normal. And my like, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is how I do it. So yeah, whatever I can use, whatever I can stand on, I'm gonna use it and let people know you can do anything you set your mind to. That's that's it. Just just believe it. Believe what you're doing. Well, we're gonna on. we're gonna get to that four hundred fifty thousand dollars you won in the dirty thirty. We're gonna spend the 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 back sort of half of our episode here talking about that. But before we do that, let's just hammer through a few Twitter questions that don't relate to dirty thirty, just so we can throw that all away and dive right into that. Um, you guys know where to find us on Twitter if you want to submit questions for a future guest at Derek MTV at Shot of Jaeger, and if you want to follow our guest at Jordan W underscore USA, and on Instagram if you want to follow his brand at Strapped MFG. We're gonna get to that later. Too, you can check them out at strappedmfg.com and get all the the news once they uh, they get all those orders out later on in the year. Now, someone who actually worked on your season, I'm going to read this verbatim. I worked on Jordan's real world season as a logger uh, in parentheses, watching footage and summarizing for producers. Very weird experience, <laughs> they say. Um, their question um, you already asked, they already answered if you're still in touch with your castmates, but uh, they want to know. Candace wants to know who from Portland you'd most want to see on a future challenge. If I ever do a challenge again, I hope I get to do another one with Johnny Motherfucking Riley. That is my. Boy, I miss him. He's one of the funniest motherfuckers I know. I'm sorry if I cuss too much, but I love him. I love him. And, uh, he, you know, he's an awesome human being. So I would love to do another one with him. Um, this is a topic we get to on this show quite a bit because um, I think it's the most iconic moment in the history of the challenge, uh, which is Johnny taking the money and running with Sarah. You've partnered with Sarah as well. So Carly wants to know, would you have done the same thing if you were in banana shoes? Same challenge, same scenario. TJ drops that bomb on you. Do you take the money and run? Hell no. Hell no. And you know what? I'll give you a little backstory. Uh, I didn't... I, I didn't know what had happened, right? And, and uh, I get a call from from JB, and and he's talking and yada yada. And he explains what happens, and he was like, "Bro, tell me you wouldn't have done the same thing." And I said, "Johnny, one hundred fucking percent no." I was like, "It's a game." I was like, "Dude, you just voted you in." I was like, "I forgot about that." I was like, "No." I was like, "No, you can't do that." I was like, "Johnny, you." Oh no! So a hundred percent no. I wouldn't. I would not have taken the money from Naya. Put it that way. All right, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta stay on this uh, uh, Jordan Johnny uh, action because um, uh, the the other move that I saw as I'm sitting from my from my from my couch a couple years back is the the Jordan versus Johnny drama. Um, at this point, I want to know 
Is he still, is he still uh, a vendetta? Is he someone that you're still trying to get even with or beat? I know there was a little bit of talk on, on the dirty 30 about, you know, you wanting to beat him. And um, I mean, specifically, I think that was coming that that conversation was for me to you um, and, and you wanted to figure out a way to take him out. Um, if you, if you could go back and, and was when you, um, flipped up all the cards, everyone remembers the iconic moment. You flip up all the cards and go, I want to go against Johnny. Um, do you regret the move? Can you walk us through your thought process there? Did you hate the guy? And it uh, seems like you guys are on some sort of a talking, um, basis now. It seemed like you guys were, were cool, um, in the dirty 30 specifically, during the time where I hit the X, dropped you, but on the commercial, I saw that he created some sort of uh, agreement with both of us. Um, wherever you want to start with that, feel free. Uh, okay. I, I, the, I love clearing up the whole like flipping, flipping the cards thing. Um, that wasn't ego. That wasn't anything. I mean, obviously, I believed I could beat the guy. On to be to be honest, in the number one thing going through my head was if I call my shot, right? If I let if I say it in my interview, I'm gonna flip all the cards and the producers know this, I I was one hundred percent sure that they were gonna give us an elimination where we could put our hands on each other, right? They're gonna give us a head to head battle. I thought that was for sure in the cards. Um, so when I, I told the producer, you know, cause you know, Lisa came up and asked me, she goes, yeah, are you, are you really going to do this? And I said, yeah, Lisa, I'm going to, I'm going to do this strategically. It's the right move. I'm dating Laurel. Laurel and I are winning everything. Zach is with me. Johnny Riley is with me. Nani is with Johnny, uh, Riley, you know, I, we have, we have everyone, we have everyone and this is free agents. So it matters. You know, you need to have the numbers. Um, and so I was like, yo, this is a good time to get Johnny out. Like, you know, he's good at finals and stuff. And Johnny, you know, he talks his shit and he was talking shit one night. And so I said, all right, Johnny, I'll, I'll then I'll send you home because I knew it was he needed to go and I knew he didn't have the numbers. And I said, so all right, I'll do it. And so then the very next challenge, which was the very next day, uh, I lost the challenge on purpose. Uh, after the challenge, we go to voting. I tell everybody, I said, hey, if you put Johnny in, I'll go into elimination. And they said, okay. And they all unanimously voted for Johnny. Um, and then I told the boys in the draw, I, uh, it was a thing who got to go first. So <coughs> I was like, boys, let me go first. Trust me on this one. And you guys will have a free free draw. They're like, all right, cool. Um, I go first. And so I'm going to go in. You know, They put him in. I said, I'm going to do it. Let's go do it. But they did us fucking dirty. They gave us a wall that you had to punch and kick your way up. I'm like, guys, you just—they had the balls in one, you know, the barrel one, or or the one we had to run in a circle, like circle hall brawl, and you got to pass each other in the hall. Like, come on, like let's strap it up and and let's let's put hands on each other. Give us a ring, you know. I want to put my hands on the guy, and they give us a wall, and uh, he beat me up that fucking wall, you know. Fuck him, good to him, but. To, to go for the whole relationship now. So that's the backstory of, of how the whole thing starts. I respect – like that's the Tom Brady of, of the challenge, right? And, and for me, beating him and getting more rings basically is how, is how I beat 
that guy. He's never really done me dirty. He did give me fucking dirty in my first one. In Rivals 2, he, we, was, we was all lined up in Rivals 2, my first one. And then he threw us straight under the bus. And he told all the girls to vote us in. They voted us in for the next two eliminations in a row. And we won those. Marlon and I won both of them in a row to get to the final. I went to the final. But he threw me under the bus then. So he had already fucked me in Rivals 2. So going into free agents, like, I already owed him one. So, you know, like it wasn't like there was vendetta there, but whatever. Well, I, want, I want more rings than him. That's how I beat him. So um, if I have to go into elimination, it would be fun to go against Johnny. Um, but I, I, Derek, you're the same way. I think it would be fun to go against CT in that blind wrestling match. I think it would be fun to go against the, the, the big guys because – Anything is possible. You know what I mean? We're scrappy. You know, we got the technique and anything is possible. And to bring down some of these titans, like that's why I do the challenge. Like this is my competition now. This is where we get the glory, right? You go out there and you take down uh, a perceived titan of the show, a big CT or a big Johnny Bananas or, or a Brad or a Derek K. You know, you take these guys out. That's a, that's a huge win. That's why I don't, I don't play for trophies. Like the money's dope, but – like, you know, I like the game. I, I, I like it. I, 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 see, I see where you're going with this. And it sounds like uh, it, it looks like in the, the Vendetta's trailer, you're walking next to a guy that kind of looks a little like me. And maybe, maybe we get a, a shot at these so-called Vendettas that may or may not be ve- real Vendettas, but Damn, we would have we'd have a good time going up against. <laughs> Damn, we would have a good time going up against one of these motherfuckers that yeah. don't know what's about to hit them. So, um, you know, I I, I, have, I have similar I have similar story. Jordan, I feel like at this point, me and you are in similar boats. Whereas we maybe they're not vendettas to us because we're sitting at number one and number two, but maybe maybe. These guys, this lineup on uh, Vendettas has something against us, and maybe maybe they want to come and take our glory. Um, and uh, and it, it looks like maybe we're going to find out. I think so, bro. I think, I think it looks like a lot of fun. You know, you know we, uh, we got a question about that, actually. Somebody who saw the Vendettas trailer saw you in it, Jordan. His name's Patrick, and he wants to know, he says that on After Buzz TV, you said you were going to retire after the Dirty 30, but we see you in the trailer. Um, he wants to know, you know, what, what went into saying that you were going to retire, and was, was seeing you in this a sign that maybe you've gone back on that, or is this sort of a different, uh, is this maybe not really fully coming out of retirement just yet, and this just kind of dipping your foot back in the pool? Yeah, that's that's definitely, you know, it's it's not a real come out of retirement. It's uh um the hardest part about doing the challenge is is having to check out. The hardest part for me about doing a challenge is having to check out from our daily lives. You know, we are completely cut off. Very 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 little email. 10 10 to 15 minutes a week of a phone call of, you know, one if however many you can fit in in that time slot, that's how many you get. Um, you know, I, I don't get to, to tape auditions and send those in. Um, I don't get, there's too much that I am away from, you know, I'm acting, I'm writing, I'm producing, and I'm running a damn company that builds motorcycles and clothing. I cannot check out for two months 
to go play around in a third world country. Um, I will, however, check out for a week and go play around in Spain. I'll do that. And <laughs> I will definitely take a couple weeks out of my time and, and, and shoot some, some charity challenges in, uh, in LA here, you know, when we get to have fun with the pros and the stars and, and all do it for a good cause, that stuff, you know, I will definitely, I can't, I can't disconnect like the challenge requires you to do. I just gotta ask, I gotta ask if you didn't place in the dirty 30 and you weren't sitting on a fat check, uh, of $450,000, would you feel similarly? Would you feel like you do have to keep going back a little bit more often to fund all these businesses and projects that, that you're working on? Um, no, I, I really, I didn't want to come back. They, they did some good talking, uh, to get me back for dirty 30. Cause I had, I'd said no for it already. Um, and then I, then they called me back and they said, Hey, we have champs versus pros. Uh, it's for charity films in LA. I'm like, heck yeah, you know, let's do it. Um, I shot for two weeks there and that was shot by the same producers, executive producers, um, that do the challenge and on set there, they were like, yo, this is the one, like you need to come back. Like, this will be a good one. Like, just come back, you know? And I'm like, nah, I don't want to, nah. And, uh, like, come on. I was like, all right, let's go. Fine. Let's do it. So I did it. And lo and behold, it is the one to win. But, um, I, I, I tell you what, I've been blessed in, in the last couple of years to, to land a show and, and be working on a show with the amazing Tyler Perry and his family and his studio. Uh, I do a show with him called if loving you is wrong. It's on Oprah Winfrey's network. And, uh, you know, I, I came out here to LA looking to, to act and I, and I actually got on the real world, not looking for the challenge, but looking to get into acting. Cause that's what I've always wanted to do and create and make films and and make fantasies come to life really you know that's what that's what movie making is and uh that's why i wanted to do this and the challenge has been a really really cool addition that i did not see coming even doing the real world you know um it's it's allowed me to get into this world and now you know tyler has has brought me into his family and and his production company and uh, you know, we're making, we film out there every, every, uh, beginning of the year, uh, in Atlanta and getting to do that, that allows me to chase dreams like building bikes and clothing. And, uh, the challenge is a way that I get to keep my competitiveness going. Cause that's, man, it's fun to get out there and scrap with you boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Well, well, we're listen. We're we're nearing an end. We're nearing an end here. Okay. And and and, and speaking of uh, doing things that uh, you know, adrenaline rushes and uh, getting out there and maybe maybe seeing one of our one of these titans uh, in the future and um, Jordan doing things that no one else does. Uh, we <laughs> had this convers we had this conversation in Spain. There was a little bit of drama going on. Uh, between I don't know Jordan and someone else, or it was just a bunch of people at, at dinner. Maybe it was like us final six. I can't really remember, but um, I found out that Jordan 
is is an actor and does challenges. So he acts in big time in 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 big time shows and does reality TV. Those things generally don't mix and match and they don't work. But this guy is doing it. So please on Twitter let us know when these shows are on, okay? So we can retweet yep. it and continue blowing it up and continue supporting you and what you do. And then I want to lead into what is going on with this $450,000. Um, I've gotten over it. I've gotten over it. it it's yours. You got it. Beat me. Um, fuck you. <laughs> One more fuck you. Um, yeah. You know, but, but, but you did it. You did it. And, and, and it took, and it only took the longest running challenge in challenge history to, to get there, to get to the big reveal. Um, but one thing that, that you did, that was unbelievable. And had there been a, cause, cause we, I, I believe we both thought that there was going to be a super twist. I believe we both knew yeah. that you won. We, we both knew that you won the foot race, but once we were done, once we were at the, once we were at the finish line, there wasn't a finish line. It was a message from TJ saying that, um, there's one more twist. You're not done yet. You didn't think it was going to be over here. However the hell we put it. So obviously like, Three months goes by, and we still have no idea. We don't find out at the reunion. We find out on TV um, with you guys, with everybody else. Um, at some point, I thought that they were going to really have the biggest kick in the nuts and go, since it's the Dirty 30, let's go really dirty. Since it's the Dirty 30, let's top Johnny and Sarah. Why not let all the losers vote on the, t- on the, on the three finalists for the winner, right? Yeah, that was that was a conspiracy theory going around. So, so that was the that was that was the conspiracy. But the only thing that kept me from thinking if they for some reason went my way and voted my way, it'd be dirty. It'd be dirty if I took the money. But then it'd go. I'd go. Well, it's. I guess it's the game. I guess it's the. I didn't do it. They did it, right? <laughs> but. The only thing keeping me that, that would that would bother me the most is to say that this dude literally literally went skydiving out of an airplane and crash landed. He jumped out of an airplane and almost died. He jumped out of an airplane and and he could have broke his leg. Maybe he did break his leg. Sounds like he did. And then he beat me. So <laughs> And then he beat me again, and then again. So, um, obviously, my conscience would have been uh, a little, a little beat up, you know. But that didn't happen. You won the foot race. You won the four fifty. Take us through the, take us through the fall. Take us through the jump. Take us, take us through it. Um, I loved every bit. Like I was, I was probably Derek. You can probably back me up here. I was probably the most excited. To, to get you I've jumped before uh, I love it I love it I mean I grew up you know extreme sports motocross and and all that jazz uh, wakeboarding like I love that shit and then we slammed into the ground but I could not I didn't even see it coming you know like, like we were banking we were banking still like we I, I knew like, I'm like, oh, like we're not even close, you know. Um, we, we, we're going to line up. We're going to finish this bank. We're going to line up, and then we're going to touch down. 
And mid-bank, we slam into the ground. And I think me not really expecting it is probably what what saved my legs, honestly. Um, I've grown up doing a lot of things, and we we played rough. I've had a lot of surgeries, broken bones, um, and after these big wrecks and these big incidences, you, you have this moment where you're lying there, if you're lucky enough to not get knocked out, and, and you're lying there, and you, you do this, this body check where you, you don't look at anything because you don't want to see it, but you, you just wiggle everything to see what's broken, what hurts, and what's not moving at all. And I was a hundred, I've done this hundreds of times, had to make this check. And I did it this time. And I thought for sure I broke both of my legs. I couldn't move my toes. I couldn't move my legs. They were not numb. They were just hurting that bad that like, I just, I thought I was like, I think I broke both tib fibs, both tibias and fibulas. I was like, there's no way I didn't. Um, we hit, we flipped, we drug a little bit. It was ridiculous. And I got smashed by my, by my dude, by the guy on my back. We got a, uh, a great question about the skydiving incident, which to me I thought was like the craziest thing I've ever seen on a, on a challenge. Because it's funny, the, the, the challenge is the one thing that sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say downplays, but you're so used to seeing people skydive as like the start of, uh, of a final that it's like, it almost is like the safest, it, you start to look at it as like the safest yeah. part of it, you know, the, there's not really a race aspect to it, you're strapped to a professional and you just kind of take it for granted. <laughs> so, so seeing this happen to you, I think, I don't know, as a viewer, or I'm going to be cringing every time I see it after this if they ever dare to do it again. But um, Derek, uh, our, actually our, uh, who is a longtime listener of the show and was the first ever uh, Challenge Mania contest winner, had a great question. He said, after the skydiving incident that could have cost you the final and, as you said, your legs, um, did MTV or Buna Murray m- more so do anything to make it right? So I don't know necessarily if he means like financially or medically or anything, or if he means did they kind of give you extra time to recoup, but walk us through that. We'd love to hear what we didn't see on screen and how they sort of, you know, even the playing field between two guys uh, or people who landed perfectly and then you who clearly didn't. And then also if there was any sort of, I don't know, a consolation for uh, what had occurred. Um, you know, they they immediately stop down stop down stop down and and uh on the challenge derek you know this you know, Scott, you know all the watchers the audience you know they know usually when someone gets hurt you know cameras don't really stop you, you know they don't stop everything they keep it going they're they're conscious of it but they want to film it they want to get it i've never never heard them you know like stop down something like that but immediate as soon as we hit i could hear fred our showrunner just stop, stop. I mean, everyone, like medic, medic, medic. They did a great job of getting people in there, getting us separated. Um, you know, they took me right to the ambulance. Uh, they started taking my shoes off, and I had sweatpants on over some tights. And they, they, they're going to take my sweatpants off. And it's at this time that they have to start kind of manually moving my legs for me. And it was then when they started moving them, and that they that the pain, you know, I, I knew that we're, they weren't broke whenever they m- started moving them. And so at that point they gave me right there. I said, I was like, look, Fred, please let me out of this ambulance and let me walk this off. Like, I think I can walk it off. Just, just let me up. 
please let me up. And Fred looked at him. He said, let him up, let him up. And uh, they gave me a good hour to get everything situated. You know, I know my, my skydiving instructor who, who was tandem with me, he hurt his leg bad, bad, bad to where, like, you know, they needed to go to the hospital. I'm pretty sure he broke it. Um, we, you know, we didn't ever really hear back from it, but they were carrying this guy around, um, had to cart him out of there. Uh, but they gave me a good hour, you know, to walk around, to limp around and, and get this thing going. And then afterwards, um, I, I have a, I've been through knee injuries and, and, and surgeries before. So I have a good knee guy in, in Oklahoma. So I immediately went to him and th- they cover, you know, we're covered on the show's insurance and all that kind of stuff. So they, they handled all that. They, I didn't get any compensation for it. I mean, that would have been dope. But uh, they, they covered, you know, they covered the insurance. So that was cool. He, he's got a follow-up uh, that involves Derek here. He actually says, how did you feel about Mr. Derek Kay here immediately coming and running to the rescue? I don't know how much he rescued you, but coming to check on you after the impact. Bro, he was. He was right there. He was right there. Like, bro, he, he was helping me up. I was like, shit. I was like, fucking took the last ambulance. Like, Jesus Christ. I couldn't breathe. He was right there. Uh, I mean, I didn't have any feelings about it, though. You know, that was that was nice to you, Derek, and thank you. Did knowing uh, that he that he did that and looking back on you, uh, on that, did that make you feel any more guilty about, I actually just took out a calculator here, winning 12.85 times more money than he did? Uh, it's actually <laughs> the amount. Nope. Not at all. Uh, and, and, and actually, you know, two days later, I, uh, I made him sleep on the, the, the floor. So, uh, no, no type of way whatsoever. Yeah. Technically it was like on, on like a rock. I slept like on a rock. Yeah. Like it was on a mountain. It was like, literally there was no flat. There's nothing flat about it. And it was really, it was really cold and I didn't really sleep much. I probably woke up four or five times. Actually went out to the fire a couple times, tried sleeping outside in front of the fire outside rather inside rather than inside the tent so yeah nope i had no feelings about it it's rare yeah you look i want derek i just want you to take the lead here it's rare that you have a podcast that is hosted by the man uh who came in second place in a massive competition won by the guest on the line so if you don't mind i'm gonna bow out here a little bit i want you guys to just kind of discuss that you know the 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 season that was but specifically that amazing final that got off to that really really crazy start with the with the landing and then kind of i want to know what was going on in both your heads going along the way i mean you know i would love to know jordan if you thought you were ahead the whole time how you felt like the the uh, the timing was being kept derek etc and then obviously going into that really weird not telling you for a few months come and tape this reunion then not finding out till the live airing so i want to hear both you guys kind of have that conversation while i sit here with a big bowl of popcorn um, so I'll, I'll walk you, how about Derek? How about I walk him through? I know Derek's not gonna, Derek's not gonna like the way I feel about some things, but it's okay. We're, See, we're, I'd we're, rather not hear it. We're, we're just going to walk it. We'll, we'll walk him through, but you know how the final went for me and, uh, and Derek, let's get your thoughts in, in, in this. So I'll lead this, right? I'm, I'm going to drive this bus. Um, take, take the lead, bro. You've been the, there for like the scariest, eight months now. The scariest part for me was after we got going. Um, the very first thing we had to do after the accident was run up and down this fucking mountain, carrying rocks through this maze. Um, I thought I was 
behind. I thought Camilla and I were behind the entire time. I, you know, I made it up there second behind Derek um, on the individual run, and then I teamed up with Camilla. And I thought we were, and it hurt so bad. I thought, and I was like, you know, this is if this is what it's gonna be, then I, I don't know. We ended up winning this thing because I found a different route to go up and down, and we ended up winning. And I was like, okay, and that kind of rejuvenated me, rejuvenated me a little bit. Um, and then from there, we went to uh, the llama's milk and the the bolas. This was huge. Camilla and I won the the very first checkpoint, so we got to assign a bola, one extra bola to one of the other teams, and we chose CT and Tori. Uh, so they had to make three bolas total. Uh, and we, the other two teams, had to only make two, one each, uh, while drinking fermented llama's milk every time you missed. Uh, in this, we started, I made my bola the fifth attempt. And Camilla and me was able to walk her through it. I think she shot three or four more times, you know, so nine, ten attempts. Camilla makes her bola, and then we run. You have to, after you make your bolas, you run and grab your helmet, your camelback, and a bicycle. One for the guy, one for the girl. And now you have to run a kilometer down this riverbed, dried out riverbed, and around a flag and run back. The bikes have no chains on them, so you have to run next to the bikes. Camilla and I take off, and... I tell Camilla, Camilla, give me your bike. I'll push the bike. I push both bikes. Now, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong here. They cut this part out of the final, uh, of what they aired. They only showed the bolas and the shots of the fermented llama's milk. They didn't show the run. Because on this run, a kilometer down, a kilometer back, uh, Camilla and I had such a lead and... On the way there, Camilla and I made really good time, but on the way back on this riverbed, it was slightly downhill. And I made the call as soon as we rounded the flag. I said, Camilla, get on your bike, and I'm going to run behind you and push you. So, Derek, I know you know this. I don't know if the fans will know this. I can run really fast for a really long time. And so putting Camilla on the bike, I can now run at my speed. And luckily for me, she knew how to ride a bike, and she rode this thing. A full kilometer down, and we hauled ass. We put a good 15 minutes on everybody. And that right there, moving forward, I was really comfortable. Derek was on my ass every every time after this. I mean, after that, we finished probably within a minute or two on just about everything. Yeah? I mean, the, 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 the yeah. climb. The climb, you know, we were within a minute. The run, you know, you were probably, yeah, within a minute or 90 seconds on the run all the way there. Um, the mile run at the end, I put a, I put the burners on. So, I mean, yeah. we were close. And that mile, we had a mile, a good mile up at 13,000 feet elevation. No oxygen. We're dying. Oh, and... I put the burners on for that one. So after that second one, I was pretty comfortable. But if without that, without that bike and and everything, Derek and I are within a minute, you know, and everything. I'm sorry, so, Jordan. Jordan I, I just gotta say this, but 
I can hear somebody in the background. Is that, I just got to ask, true or false? Is that Tori? Oh, no. Is that, is that Tori? I just want to know if it's Tori. Uh, yes. Because it sounds like <laughs> Tori. That's how loud she is. Tell her she, it's okay. She, she was on here last week. She had her time on the show. Hi. Uh, hey, welcome yeah. back. Welcome back, Tori. Hey, I'm so sorry. I don't know where I am right now. It's okay. We were just hearing about how uh, your friend here won $450,000 in the Dirty 30 final. And in the background, I think we uh, heard you ordering Chinese food. So it was a special moment here on Challenge Mania for everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is a good time right now. Uh, no Chinese food, but I did order confetti cake on Uber Eats. Shout out to Uber joke. Eats, not one of our sponsors, but shout out to them. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Um, typically, we hang out with our clothes on, and it's platonic, and it's a great time. Um, so Tori is in L.A. She's filming another show. Oh, okay. And uh, so while she's here, she asks me for tips on how to win challenges. Ooh. So I take her and I uh, show her how to do workouts and and you know just be a good challenger. Yeah, we're great. We're a great team. We right. saw we saw the boxing. We saw the boxing video today, Tori. Uh, we saw that, that we saw we saw that you put up the music video, um, oh. or I did. Uh, took you long enough, um, oh. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're actually just moving into what Jordan did with his four hundred fifty thousand dollars and what at stra- strapped. MFG's all about because these these jackets are hot. Um, so that's where we're at. I mean, you guys are in a good spot. Jordan's got fucking bread. Jordan's got fucking style. Jordan's got bitches. I mean, there's a lot going on, Jordan, including me, on his lap. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I think he's winning. Platonically. But Derek, before we get to the jackets and the, the 12.5 or 12.8 times uh, the money he won uh, from you, I, I just want to find out how you guys dealt with that weird, lengthy reveal. It was, you know, a new thing that the challenge tried. I don't know if they're going to do it with vendettas, but doing the, you know, the not telling you guys on the spot who won, uh, then, you know, knocking it down, I guess, for us viewers from week to week, but you guys were there live, and I guess you found out who came in third. And then Derek revealed on our show a few weeks ago that you guys actually taped two winner reveals and that he didn't find out who won until he was sitting on his couch and he noticed the little slight differences between the shots that they had shot between him pulling the X out and you pulling the X out. So, Jordan, we know, we know how Derek dealt with that. He said it was a four-month anxiety attack he was having. Uh, how did you deal with that? I mean, you seem a little bit more level-headed than my man D, but was that hard to deal with, not knowing right away? <laughs> I, I thought that I was good, but... Um... I was not like when it when it, when we got down to like two two days before three days before I was like oh fuck I was like well what if they do something weird I was like if if it's a vote I lose no matter what Derek has a kid CT has a kid I'm fucked kids trump all you know what I mean and I'm and I'm an asshole to boot like there's no way I win a vote on this one so I was I, I kind of started getting worried towards the end. And I have, I actually only saw it because I made Tori go live on Instagram. And so then I joined her live because I was at a, a bar with some friends back in Oklahoma at the time. 
and uh, we couldn't get the bar. The bar wouldn't put it on. I guess they, I think they didn't get MTV though. Um, but <laughs> I, I had Tori go live and then bring me into her live. And then she put her, her, her screen on her TV. And uh, that's how I got to watch the reveal. Well, and- did it, let me, let me ask you this. Did it make you feel any better when I called you three hours before the reveal and said congratulations? No. No, it didn't. Because it, it felt to me like you were just conceding. But I was like, bro, I already know I beat you. Like, I don't need this. I need them to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. I mean, I appreciate it, but I want them to say it. You pulled Derek, did, did, does that like you pulled the move I was pulling fantasy football where, like, I'm still totally in it, but I'll text the dude I'm playing and be like, congrats, when there's, like, four games yeah, left? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call it however you want to call it, dude. That, that, I just thought I, 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 figured, I figured that was it. We got, look, we got a lot of questions written in by our lovely Twitter fans. Uh, Tori knows this well. She was on the show a, a week ago, and we had some great questions for her. But we got a, gr- a lot of questions for you, Jordan. I, when she was on, we got a lot of questions about you. And, you know, li- rightfully so, we got a lot of questions about Tori for you, Jordan. But I think these people assumed that did not know that she was going to be sitting on your lap. So I can't really decide here whether I should ask these or not, uh, whether your answers will be <laughs> will be truthful. I but. think... I think I, the I answer, you, well, I, let me let me clarify this. She's since she's gotten up and and she's let like she's out of the room. Great. She's, okay, so she's not in so, your shot. Okay, great. So, so let me, I should you should let me answer the question. The the the, the, the answer is she was just sitting on his lap in his in his L.A. apartment while he's got four hundred fifty stacks in the bank. Um, that's the answer. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's get, let's get into. Dude, I, I know they. I know there's a ton of Twitter questions. Scott, stop, stop me if I'm wrong, but um, but let's get into what what is going on with this four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Let's get into the company he's building. Let's get into the jackets. He's got to come back on, Jordan. We got a lot of Twitter questions. We you got to come back. Someone's got to get to a basketball game right now. Is really what's up. I gotta but... go. I gotta go to a basketball game. Let, <laughs> let me. Let me. It's number. Listen, it's number six versus number ten, and the game started like ten minutes. All right, we ago. got. He's got to get to number six versus number ten. So we got to shut down number one versus number two. But let's segue into the strap talk because Spicy Marg Lover actually wants to know. She says, "Can we get some updates on strap because it looks fuego on Insta?" So I agree with her. Derek agrees with her. Tell us what's the deal with strap. Yeah, man, Strat has been uh, Strat's been two years in the making. I know uh, a lot of people like to say, "Oh, you know, like he finally gets." Uh, man, I've been I've been slaving over. This has been a dream of mine since since I was a kid. You know, I mean, I grew up racing and, and riding dirt bikes, four wheelers, three wheelers, everything, anything with wheels and a motor. And I started building Harley's um, with my own mechanic, and and he's someone like a father figure to me, Jeff O'Neill. Uh, I started building bikes with him when I was seventeen, and uh, Got out to California, found a little success, and decided I was going to build some out here for myself. And ended up people like them, you know. So that's how Strapped was born. I started the company so I could just ride off these bikes that I was building, and and then had some friends come up and they're like, "Yo, man, you should do clothes, yada yada." So I did these bags, and because I did the bags, I was in the leather game, and and. Then I was in the leather game. I was like, well, fuck it. I'll do a leather and denim jacket because uh, I like wearing denim when I ride. A lot of people like to wear leather. Um, and so I figured I'd make a combo. And turns out the jackets ended up being a thing. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a probably an eight-month eight month process from, you know, jackets becoming an idea to 
to being where we are now and, and we have a bunch of samples and we'll be pulling the trigger, you know, on what we're, we're going to take to production, uh, you know, this week. So, you know, yeah. about four weeks we're delivering jackets and, and, you know, if they're not for the faint of heart, you know, these are, these are a hundred percent Italian leather, 100% North American cotton. You know, it's either grown in the USA or it's grown in Mexico. You know, it's all right here. And everything is milled in Los Angeles, you know, in California. Um, our silk comes from Korea. It's 100% silk. I mean, this is where you get the best silk in the world. And where it pays to be outside of the country, we are. But we build everything downtown Los Angeles. And that's something that we're going to stick to in everything we do. I build my bikes here. We build our jackets here. We do our cut and sew on our clothing here. And and the, the families that own these companies have been here for years. And that's what we enjoy. That's what we like. Bringing back the classics. That You will see that in all of our designs and all of my bikes. Um, there's a reason that Paul Newman and, and Steve McQueen and these guys are the icons. You know, they did... They did it right, and that's what we're looking to do: become an iconic company. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that you look pretty damn good in the uh, in the jackets, my friend. So if you want to see those, head over to at Strapped MFG on Instagram. You can see these sick jackets, and we got to announce. I mean, Jordan was nice enough to already say that he's going to give Derek and myself our own jacket, that dope leather and denim jacket. We're each getting one in the mail. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, <laughs> seriously, those are sick. It's totally something I would I would wear for sure. Um, yeah, we'll get you guys some jackets for real. Oh, Yo, I, I, I want to get all the family in jackets. I said I want to get all the family in jackets. Boom. Yo, yeah, the, the the jackets, honestly, guys, the, the jackets are hot. They're, they're, they're for real fire. I'm going to put up a video of of uh, of Jordan's Jordan's teaser to the jacket into into the rest of his a uh, teaser into the rest of his project. You guys have to you guys have to follow at strapped MFG um, and, uh, and 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 watch this watch this all um, video, unfold. Yeah. What does MFG stand for? Manufactured goods. Boom. I still think I still think I still call it strapped like a motherfucking G. But when you see the jackets, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, our uh, our full name, our full legal name is uh, Strap Manufactured Goods Company, uh, and I named it that. I didn't want to name it Strapped Builds or Strap Bikes or Strap Motorcycles or anything like that because I want the versatility to build whatever I want. You know what I mean? If I want to build a car later, I'll build a car. If I want to build a jacket, I'll build a jacket. If I want to do metal art. I'll do that, and it's a manufactured good. I manufactured it here with my hands in in downtown Los Angeles, so I want to keep it open-ended. Love it, man. Well, dude, continuing to show the challenge audience and everybody that you can do anything you set your mind to, brother. Um, at Jordan W underscore USA is where you can find Jordan on Twitter. At Strapped MFG is where you can find Strapped on Instagram. Go check this stuff out because you're going to go right to the website, strappedmfg.com, and get on that newsletter so you find out the second you can buy these things because – I mean, the, the jack, look, I don't ride motorcycles, so I'm not buying one of those, but I do rock jackets like that. And man, that they, they look sick. So check those out. Follow Derek on Twitter at Derek MTV. Follow me at shot of Jaeger. Um, dude, this has been awesome. I mean, we went over uh, 80 minutes here and we barely scratched the surface. Hopefully you guys are in a final together sometime soon and we could talk about that one. But as you mentioned, you are going to take some time off, but we've got loads to talk to you about. And I think you probably, you have a lot of fans already, but you probably earned some new ones today because 
these long form interviews we get to do, like you said, we don't cut in the middle of them. We don't take a little snippet of what you said and just run that over and over again to, you know, get ratings. You know, this is a really get to know people. And I think people probably got a side of you today that they probably haven't seen on the show. So uh, we really enjoyed having you, man. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. Thank you guys for having me. Let's definitely uh, do it again. This is fun. Yo, we appreciate it. How awesome was that? A little two for one. We get we get a little bit of Jordan, and we get one of our other most popular guests so far, Miss Tori Deal on the line too. Who'd have thunk it that they're together right now? That's random, huh? See, we didn't. I mean, we got the Tori story just like that without even asking for it because we talked about so much other stuff. We weren't even going to ask about Tori, uh, and then she, there she was sitting on his lap. Yeah, well, it's funny. You guys did have some great questions about Tori. One, someone wanted to know who he would rather run a final with, Tori or Sarah. I had that question on tap ready to go until she jumped on his lap, and then it was like, uh, awkward. Yeah, I mean, I really do think she was working on her Chinese uh, the whole time while we were there, like just working on Like she wasn't ordering Chinese, but I think she was actually like – practicing yeah like she was she had rosetta stone work. yeah i think she was on rosetta stone in the back i mean i've never heard more background noise in the history of, it was as if she was sitting next to him uh playing hq or something I, I i couldn't believe it but she was nice enough to come on and you know how it is on challenge mania we don't let somebody just walk by in the background say something casually we find out they're challenge related at all even if it's your dad who liked the show or if it's your your roommate who got you to try out for the show like tori or if you're a you know a, a challenge competitor in your own right we hear in the background you're coming on challenge mania that's just how it goes yeah listen even if you're like five years old and Darrell's kid is, is is working on his karate moves right there outside like 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 the karate kid you know uh, we're pulling him in yep yep that was probably the most adorable moment on the show so far so let's tell him what's coming up next we had a i mean look our last three have just been fantastic i mean we i mean not even the last three last four I, let me let me be honest. Have we had a bad episode of this show? If we have, don't tell us. But no, but seriously, I mean, we came with Brad. We came with Tori. We came with TJ. Followed it up with Jordan. Who's next, do you ask? I mean, I'll tell you what. It's someone who whenever we ask who you want to hear from, you guys tell us that she is one of the people you are clamoring for. So, Derek, who's our next guest on Challenge Mania? Uh, Listen, I swear the walls will be knocked down if we don't bring her to the table. And she is one of, she, we're going to have to find out. I don't know. Some people say she's got three challenge wins. Some people say she's got four challenge wins. If it's four, she's got one more than me. And I want to know about this, this history of the challenge from her because no one has seen it the way she has. And uh, she's seen it longer than I have. Um, Who we bringing? Who we got, Scott? We're bringing back Kayla, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. We got Miss V-Cakes in the house. Veronica's Veronica. Veronica. We're going to pause for applause, guys, so you guys can sit wherever you're sitting right now in your car. (laughs) We're sitting, you know, standing online at the deli waiting for your pastrami. I want you to hit him with a pyaw. You know, you're, you're excited, ladies and gentlemen. And we actually know who our next guest is after that. We're actually scheduling a lot of these down the line. So we got some some heavy hitters coming your way. We think you guys are going to be really happy with them. So 
the way to get these the second they go live. And I don't know if you've been paying close attention, but some of these, if I'm feeling frisky, go up late in the evening. So if you're pulling one of those all-nighters, if you just finished a, finished a dissertation or something, and you're four sun-kissed deep and you haven't fallen asleep yet, you might be able to catch the episode before you go to bed. If you are one of those early risers who's on the subway by 6.45 getting to work and you want that early morning commute entertainment, you might be able to get it that way too, but only if you subscribe because otherwise you have to reload, refresh, this and that. The way to get the episode the second it goes live is to open up iTunes, click subscribe. And when you do that, you might as well rate five stars. We prefer that, but if not, if you don't think we're a five-star show, don't give us a five-star review. That's the only reason we want a five-star review is if we're giving you what you feel is five-star content. And lastly, review. We know that reviews are mainly for old people who go to restaurants, their soup is cold, and they hop on Yelp. We get it. But in the podcast world, iTunes loves it. They feed off of it. So please give us a review, even if it's a quick one, even if it's just to say what up to D, welcome back to the challenge, boom, whatever you want. We love it. Thank you guys so much for participating in the show. We're sorry we didn't get to a lot of your questions this time, but you heard Jordan. He will be back. Most of our guests will be back. Uh, if, if they don't want to come back, uh, it was probably a pretty entertaining uh, route to get them to that point. So it's a win-win. But most of these guests will be back, we promise. So keep the questions on tap. Keep thinking of them. Start thinking of them for Veronica now because you'll see the tweet. I'll put it up the tweet. Hey, looking for questions for Veronica. But as soon as people start hearing this, they'll know V-Cakes is up next and they will start bringing the heat. So if you if you write me a question and someone else already wrote it, they're the one who's going to get the credit. So uh, sooner the better. You just heard it. Veronica's next. Thank you guys so much. This was an awesome episode. And Derek, I got to thank you, man, because a lot of people might have been bitter about losing a challenge, especially their first one back. Someone who worked as hard during that dirty 30 season as you did. A lot of people, if I had said, hey, what if we have Jordan on? They'd be like, nah, let's uh, maybe wait a little later because they were still sour about it. But nope, this was as much your idea as it was mine. You said, let's bring on Jordan. Let's give him the rematch. Let's walk people through that elimination, through that final. And uh, I think people probably really enjoyed this. So uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, well, let, let me just tell you, I, t- I had a long time to, to, to get the sour taste out of my mouth, all right? And it, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's completely gone, okay? So, um, you know, when I say Jordan versus Derek part two, when, where, how, we will see. Um, but for you guys, for those people in the Philadelphia area, if you guys... Uh, if you guys um, don't have tickets to the event yet, check us out. Check out the flyer. I think uh, there some more of the some more of the cast posted today, so um, it's not it's not hard to find if you're in the Philadelphia area and you want to meet some of your favorite Disney characters. I mean, uh, challenge characters, uh, challenge mania characters, the challenge characters. Um, so yeah, and then uh, I'm signing like uh, jerseys. Uh, me and Johnny are having a, a, a contest, and if you want to sign jersey, go to challengethrowdown.com challenge throwdown.com uh we're trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars for med gift this year um be a part of it be a part of something special yeah it's awesome guys you can meet all the challenge folks it's going to be a great event philadelphia february 24th challenge throwdown for the cause just hit up challenge throwdown.com all the info's there all the photos are there the whole cast is there you and your buddies can argue over who the best person going is who you guys are going to see 
It's cool. It's fun. And it's all for Medgift, ladies and gentlemen. Also, if you want to rock the sickest jacket I've ever seen, whenever they drop this thing, at MFG on Instagram or strappedmfg.com. That's Jordan's brand. They're making bikes. They're making coats. That, you know, they're really doing some cool stuff. And Jordan, I, I mean, you'll see it, man, with his photos, with everything he's doing. I mean, the guy's a real entrepreneur. He's got a great head on his, shoulder and his shoulders, and he's doing things really big. So follow him on Twitter, at JordanW underscore USA. Not to be confused with the Jordan Wisely from Cuba or wherever, but Jordan Wisely USA, Jordan W underscore USA. And you know D is at Derek MTV. I'm at Shot of Jaeger. Keep getting us the questions, starting with Veronica. She'll be up next. So thank you, guys. I'm out. D, you got anything else for him? No. Live long and prosper, my friends. Till next time. Okay, guys. Well, unfortunately for you, this thing's just down here on Challenge Mania. So uh, take care of yourself, and I hope we see you in the future. You've worked so hard for all the things you have. The salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink. One to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview.